following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry, back with us from his long uh, student teaching, finally done an official, the official phys ed teacher, Matt Keogh. Matt, how's it feel to be done? It feels so weird. I've been going to school since 01. I was going to say, it's a <laughs> long road. Like, it's done. Did it, first, did your student teacher, uh, you were at, all, all, not all, Eden? Yeah. Eden. Did you guys have like a little, uh, you know, go away party? Or I congrats? played dodgeball with sixth, seventh graders. Nice. Yeah. Was that just like for fun? Like just... Yeah. Like we, we played, I was in health actually there. So I would just go to the gym and we brought all the kids down to the gym the entire day. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. So, I'm, but does it feel like just, I made it? Like I'm, I'm. Yeah, but then you're like, oh, what do I do now? I was going to say, now it's signing up for sublists, looking yeah. on Winnie Rick every day for jobs, yep. coaching jobs. Thing. Just, the good news is, especially with coaching jobs, I mean, they're all over the place. Right. Like, whatever sports you want, even nowadays, even for spring season, as early as this spring, there's always going to be something open. True. Um, are you signed up? Are you registered on Winnie Rick yet? Yeah, did that. And then um, I already am on the minutes for Eden's uh, board of approval tomorrow. For sublist? Yeah, for sublist. Oh, beautiful. Are you going to start subbing there? Hopefully yeah. soon. Yeah, so I'm I'm predicting right after break I'll start. Oh, beautiful. Doing everything. I was going to say that's good cuz you figure, you know, we've got uh this week and then one more next week and then we're on break. Yeah. So, beautiful. Yeah. That's that's fun. Um any other are you just planning on doing one or two or are you going to kind of put your name on as many sublists as possible? Right now, I'm going to go Eden, then I'll probably go to Clarence, then Pembroke and Akron, and then, you know, branch out from there. I was going to say, keep it, you know, just, you don't want to spread yourself too thin, because then right. if you do, like, ten of them, then obviously you're not going to be able to keep them up. Then you've got three or four of them, like, dude, this guy sucks. Like, every time we call him, he doesn't answer, right. just because you got jobs at the other places. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick where I want to. Absolutely. Sub. <laughs> Absolutely. And especially with this teacher shortage and sub shortage yeah. or whatever. I, you I'm know. gonna pick where I want to go. Pick where you want to go and make sure that it's one of the higher paying districts. Yeah. No. Eden, like they just bumped up their pay for subs. Nice. What is it now? What is sub pay now? It's like one thirty. <laughs> Do you know when I started subbing? When I was subbing, <laughs> the, even in Clarence, I was getting eighty five dollars a day. Yeah. I mean, that's just. I'm so glad I've got a full-time job. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. So now all the congratulations are are in order. I yep. told you before I was coming in hot with something that you, you might not like. I'm coming in hot with fantasy football playoffs. Oh, yeah, dude. Fantasy um, bad. Matt, do you want to? Now, let's recap. For those of you who remember, we did, uh, Matt and I did a fantasy football league together last year. I was on my honeymoon so when the draft was happening in August, so I had Matt do my draft, and I'll be perfectly honest, Matt pretty much 
ran the team. I made a few moves here or there that usually were the wrong moves <laughs> here or there. Getting rid of Madison when um, Cook when was Cook out. was out comes to mind, and we won. We we won. We split the money. Everything fifty fifty. Um, Matt decided to branch out. Uh, form his own team. How how's that gone for you this year, Matt? And uh, and a twelve man team. Dude, I got I got shh, I got like blown out of the water. <laughs> Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. The only good pickups were the Bills defense, and that's about it. <laughs> well, because then I got Jonathan Taylor. Who knew he was going to be a bust? Jonathan Taylor was less than worthless this year. Oh, I, I I he was a bust. And I was I was second overall pick, and of course, out of everybody, they picked Josh Allen, the person before me. So I got Kyler Murray and Derek Carr, which did not go well. Nope. And then in my other league, I got Aaron Rodgers and Jonathan Taylor, and both of those ended up being bad. See, Aaron Rodgers in my it, he's been surprisingly getting me some points in this one that we had this week. Believe it or not, this week, though, I am going to bench him. I picked up Mac Jones on the break since Rodgers was on break last week. Oh, yeah. Mac Jones got me. And I know in our league we get po- we give points for completions for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones, I think, uh, yesterday got me like 37, 38 points. Rodgers has been averaging probably mid mid to high 30s. He hasn't been horrible. He hasn't been league. nearly expected like what, no. what he did last no. year, though. I'm not going to lie. I was happy with him. I thought he'd be like closer to 40s. But Dude, it was just bad. I, I, I fully accepted the tank. Of this so year. Matt finished three wins, four wins uh, three, out of 12, three and 11 out of 12. Uh, <laughs> you finished 12th. Yeah. Um, me, on the other hand, the number two seed going in the first seed or first place coming out of the Eastern Division. Um, so I will be in fact, my opening round opponent for the playoffs will be uh, Matt Johnson. Uh, so Matt and I will be going against each other in the opening round, the, uh, quarterfinals, if you will. So it's, uh, I, I had to rub it in a little bit. So coming in hot, but now I'm going to come in hot with something else. A little coming in hot part two, and I'm going to give you the props. Matt, do you remember what your Super Bowl prediction or Super Bowl for the NFC was? Do you remember who you said was going to the Super Bowl for the NFC this year? Detroit. Detroit is like I told you, fire. I told lately. you, I was watching every the every like. <laughs> I I went to the Lions game, um, the Thanksgiving game. They played really well. Met some great people out there. Had a ton of fun. But I've after that, I've kind of kept an eye on line. Like win, win. Now they're up to what four games winning four game winning streak. Yeah. They're like five out of the last <laughs> five out of the last six or six out of the last seven, something like that. If they win out, <laughs> they will be in the playoffs. Easy. Uh-huh. If they win out. Even if they can get to nine wins, I think I was. Did you ever go on that ESPN and kind of play around with the playoff machine? Where no. this? Oh, dude, I, I'll do that on my on my breaks sometime at school if I've got nothing to do. I'll go on the like it. It goes each week. You can pick. All right, this person's wins. This team wins. This team wins. Check it out. The ESPN playoff machine. It is fantastic. Detroit has got a. I'd say more than realistic shot of making the playoffs. I've said it first. I'm telling you, <laughs> if it, it ends up being a Buffalo-Detroit Super Bowl, you should have put money on that. Then we figured out, like, if you would have put, like, a $10 bet on a Detroit-Buffalo Super Bowl, like, before the season started, yeah. wouldn't it have something like you would have won, like, something like four, five thousand, ten, yeah. six thousand, 6000 something like that, dollars, something yeah. ridiculous? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's just 
the way Philadelphia is playing, though, there's no way in heck that the, the Detroit's going to make it. I, I agree. I was going to say, Philadelphia is a steamroller. But even if Detroit can get into the playoffs, that would be fantastic. And you know what? If they get in, Philadelphia, I think, has – I know they locked up the playoffs. I think they locked up the first round by – I could be wrong about that. So they wouldn't play them in the first round. But even just to get in – that would be fantastic for Detroit fans. And if they can get a first-round win, yeah. like, that would be just... I mean, they looked... Was it last week or the week before when they beat up on the Vikings? Yeah, 33 nothing. Like, like, like they, they beat them pretty bad. Yeah. They, Go Detroit. I know, right? They're getting this... They're getting... They're like the Jets, except not the Jets. And you know what? I like their coach. Uh, Dan Campbell. Oh yeah, he is he, fiery. He's fiery. He's not afraid to like. I've, he's like. I feel like if you if anybody were to watch me on a soccer sidelines, like that'd be me. Like he's constantly moving. He's constantly like you know firing up his bench. He's constantly firing up his team. I he, he's just all emotion. He looks scary. He does a little bit, but at the same time, I feel like he's one of those guys that looks intimidating. But if you play for him, if you know him, like dude, he's the nicest guy ever. Yeah, like he just feels like he'd be one of those guys. That's fair. Yeah, that is that's a fair statement. You were at you were at the Thanksgiving game. Um, so much fun. So much was fun. Was there a halftime show? <laughs> yes and no. I actually went out. I'm I'm not a huge halftime fan. So, um at you know, at halftime I went out to get um get nachos or get snacks, drinks, whatever for uh Vicky, Sarah and I. And when I came back, um I don't know. There were a few minutes left before the before kickoff, and I kind of looked at Vicky. I'm like, "Wow, they got rid of the stage quick." And she looks. She's like, "What stage?" I'm like, "Well, wait. Wasn't there a halftime show?" She's like, "Oh, there was." She's like, "Did you hear the booing?" I was like, "Yeah. I wondered what yeah. that was. Everybody was booing. There's it. Nothing was on the field. Right. No stage. No nothing. Apparently, like by one of their, they've got the jumbotrons on the side walls. Yeah. By like a small little stage." Way to the back, wasn't even opened up, wasn't even like facing the crowd. She was in there. You could tell that it was totally done for the the home viewing audience. Oh yeah, it's, it's it almost uh, looked like it was in a studio that you could kind of apparently see her. She said it was. She said first of all, all you heard at first, all you heard was like just the song over the like over the loudspeakers and stuff. People are looking like what like what's going on. Didn't know until about like the second song in. And even when you're looking at the Jumbotron with the whole camera turning, she was like, it made me sick. Yeah, it was a bad half. It was show. just, it was, that was the only thing apparently that was bad about it. The dome itself was, was awesome. Ford it, Field? Ford Field was just awesome. And I was never, like the Bills are getting a new stadium. They were like, oh, well, we can get a dome for an extra four or five hundred million I'm one of those, no, 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 we don't need a dome. We got to have the snow. We got to have atmosphere, blah, blah. After one game in a dome, I'm like, dude, dude, we, we need a dome. Listen, I'll chip in 20 bucks for a dome. Here you go. It was awesome. Even just the, the atmosphere around the outside, there was um, a few little restaurants, bars or whatever right outside. Everything was was cool. It was just, it wasn't, it wasn't bad weather, but still, the fact that you didn't, it was a late November game and you didn't need a jacket. To watch it, but that's no fun. No, no. I'm like, even even the Miami game coming up. I really 
I'd love to go, but at the same time, I'm not looking for tickets because it's going to be cold. It's going to be snowy. The Jet game the jet game on Sunday, we were looking at going. We could have gotten tickets, I don't know, like 70, 80 bucks on Ticketmaster because we looked day of. I was like, no, it's kind of going to be rainy, a little cold. No, my couch is just too comfy. Now, if it was a dome, I'm there all day. I might even buy seasons. Yeah, but that's no fun. It's the... That's the thing about being in Buffalo that is like. That's what I thought. Have you ever been to a dome stadium for a football game? No. Do it. No. Do it. Go on a road trip. I don't care where you go next year at a dome, whenever Buffalo's playing in a dome. Ah, It's just so much fun. Not only that, just walking around the dome. They had like, they had a stage. They had one stage for people can come up and sing karaoke. So they had one karaoke stage. They had another stage down the road where they were playing live music. They had another stage where they were doing, uh, I forget what, something else. They had, like, several different, like, studios where you could see people. They had people doing um, live broadcasts in there, doing interviews in there. It was just really cool. Everything I thought was awesome. And the people, the people of Detroit, fantastic. Like it was, it was really cool. We were sitting, our section, we were sitting with, there were a bunch of Bills fans there, but there were also, you know, Detroit Lions fans. We met some really cool Lions fans in front of us. We had a blast from like top to bottom. We had a blast. It was, it was awesome. Couldn't have been happier with my first road trip. And I'm not going to lie in four years. I don't care if it's Thanksgiving, whenever the Bills go back there and play again, I'm going to go back. Like it was cool. I can't. I'm so for the open-aired stadium. It's just... Now, <coughs> I think SoFi Stadium I was going to say, stupid. something like SoFi. No, SoFi is stupid because it's a dome, but the sides open up. Well, there's your open-air concept. Yeah, that doesn't do anything. <laughs> like, I was watching the Miami game last on Sunday, and they're like, oh, there's a breeze in here because they opened up the sides. And I'm like, what? They have the sides that open that's what I, when they first said that, I was like, that's kind of... Uh. I was like, why do you need that? You're in L.A. Because I turned on the game and they were talking about, oh, there's little, you know, there's a little breeze. But yeah, I'm like, like, little breeze? What the hell yeah. are you talking about, little breeze? It's yeah. a dome. Yeah. What, do they got somebody in there with, like, a fan blowing a breeze around? Yeah. Or, like, the, um, what is the Mercedes-Benz one where, like, the, the open, like, the top of it, like, opens up like that? Yeah, where they can keep it, like, partially open or fully closed yeah, or like- something. Either have a dome or don't have a dome. None of this, like, well, half that, and half. Because Dallas is, does that, too, doesn't it? Or is Mercedes Dallas? No, Mercedes is... Falcons. Uh, yeah. But I think, doesn't Dallas do that, too, where they can have... It can be either partially open or fully yeah, closed. Yeah, like they open up the hood or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. And I, 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 I'm my, my mindset on, like, the advantage of playing in the elements sometimes is starting to waver, like, with the whole Miami game coming up this this Saturday. Everybody's like, oh, it's going to snow. It's going to be cold. They come from Florida. I was like, okay, well, again, WGR, I was listening to them today, and they were talking about something about, like, half of these people come from all over the, the country. Like True. They And then Tyreek played in, in Kansas City for seven years. Kansas City also has some pretty bad weather, and it's an open-air stadium. And it's like, the only thing that the Heat did to us that it didn't do to them was because they practice in that kind of humidity. Oh, for sure. I mean, you, you, and not only that, in Miami, I mean, 
And this was brilliant of them to do this, where they had where the like the shade. They're always in the shade. Their opponent is always in the sun. So, but again, it also did happen. I think it was what 98, 99 degrees that day. Like it was a ridiculously hot day down right. in Florida. But even just that effect, like it's that, that's brilliant. The sun is always yeah. shining. They're always getting shade. That's talk about having it. I think that's a that's a home that's field a advantage. huge. That's a my thought is that's a bigger home field advantage than being the cold weather team with snow. When you got like you know when Miami, I think it's a bigger advantage for the Dolphins game there. Now, your thoughts about this coming game? What are your what are your what are your thoughts on how we could win the game and how we could lose the game? How we could lose the game? Uh, we can't. The only the only way. I'll tell you the only way we lose this game. The only way we lose this game is if Allen goes, well, two ways. If Allen goes back, like reverts to like three years ago where he just plays 100% hero ball, sugar high Josh, where he tries to force everything. He tries to do too much. He's throwing into like double coverage. He's running and like throwing off his back foot. Like again, reverts to like three, three years ago, Josh, or even, rookie year Josh and he has like three or four interceptions or we just almost like what happened in the Miami game where everything that can go wrong went wrong like we would get into the red zone fumble it away we'd get in a red zone couldn't score we'd get into the red zone have an interception we it's like it's gotta be a complete meltdown okay um I think they win this game Fairly easily. I really do. Um, and I know everybody's like, oh, well, look how they played with the Jets. That was close. The Jet people have got to realize, and I was I, I fell victim of this too. The Jets are not a bad team this year. They're not. They just need a quarterback. They need a quarterback. The Jets are a good team. Uh, they are a great defense. Yeah. They're a great defense with a lot of young weapons on offense, but an average. Well, I don't know about Mike White. I'd say an average, maybe above average well, quarterback. Mike White's not playing for right now. He's he I, went to the hospital. Did they did they rule him out? I know last I saw they ruled him day to day with rib injuries. Oh, dude, so I, they did say it was rib. I he, bet that kid broke every single bottom rib. <laughs> that kid, that kid was a trooper. I give him that much. You know how you always say, like, even when you're a little kid or even when you're an adult, like, man. I wish I was the quarterback of the whatever team. I wish I was. That was the only time, like, looking at that, like, I'm so glad I'm not the quarterback right now. Not only the fact that, I mean, it was a textbook tackle when Milano hit him and folded him up, the one that really put him down. It was a textbook. He didn't lead with his helmet. He caught him right with the shoulder. He put him on the ground. He didn't drill him into the ground. He didn't go body weight on him. Yeah. But... When they showed his face, like Mike White's face. He was in so much pain. He looked like, you're just looking like, oh, my God. Like, this, there's, they're going to have to stretcher this kid out. Like, he just looked like he got run over by a Mack truck. Well, like Then he came back. Yeah. And, and I know people are, oh, the coaching staff shouldn't put him back in. He shouldn't. In this regard, it was, it was. Different than the Tua injury, than yeah. than Tua concussion. This one, it was first of all, this kid's not 
a first round pick. In fact, this kid was the this was he was he a draft pick? Yeah. Okay. It had to have been late round pick. Yeah, like fifth round. So this kid, his spot on this team or any team is not guaranteed next year or going forward. He's fighting for his future. He wants to show whether the Jets want to sign him to an extension or whether there's another team out there next year that, okay, he's not going to be our franchise quarterback, but we could sign him for three or four years for, say, $20 million a year to be our bridge quarterback. He's fighting for a contract for next year. He's also fighting for his team yeah. this year. They're in a playoff hunt. It's not like they're foreign whatever. It's one of those things you just, you, you even, as, even, as an, even as the opponent, you look at him like, dude, that takes guts. Dude, that like like you earned like you earned my respect. You know how when you see like UFC fighters or boxers, they beat they they might go into the into the match like hating each other's guts. They beat the crap out of each other. It ends up like going the distance and they're hugging by the end of the fight, like, dude, like you earned my respect type of deal. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's even just, dude, you like I know we beat you, but dude, you 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 demand today. You should have stayed down the first time. You think so? Well, that's the thing, though. It's like it's the football, National Football League. If you have an injury and you continue to play, they're not gonna hit you later. But at that point, though, it was Joe Flacco as the backup. I mean, even when Flacco, the next play that Flacco came in, he fumbled the ball, and then I think he came in for another series. Um, Flacco has a Super Bowl ten years ago. <laughs> that's that's like me saying. Um, yeah, I was I was first team or second team Western New York. Yeah, back in 1998. I'm not getting on a soccer field anytime soon. <laughs> the next drive, they went three and out, four and out, three straight incompletion, something like whatever it was. And that's where I think Mike, like, they just do. My team needs me. It's we're only down one one possession, two possessions. They need me. I got to go in. You instantly gain the respect of the locker room, and you just cement your legacy. And like like I said, it's when Tua went down with that Bills injury, there's no way the coaching staff should have let him back in. That's something where you've got to protect the player from the player. It was a head injury. That's something where even, can you imagine, I know he got he got cracked again a week later and did his thing. Can you imagine if he got cracked later that game? Yeah. Like that's something I'm still surprised the league hasn't come down on McDaniel or maybe they did. I can't remember. I know that I think they find the Dolphins, but like the coach should have been suspended for a game or two. I don't like McDaniels. I was just going to say, and this is nothing against the guy. I don't know his person, whatever. He just, you know how just sometimes you look at a guy, you hear a guy talk and you're just like, dude, I just don't like you. Yeah. He like I, I have nothing to base it on. Other than like his look, and mm-hmm. it, I'm like, dude, I just, I just don't like. You're not my kind of guy. I just don't like you. Yeah, he gives me like that, like really douchey feeling. Yeah, yeah. Like he just, he looks like, he looks like a a, a fraternity guy who graduated like ten years ago is still hanging around the fraternity house. You can't get rid of him, and it's just like he's like, dude, you don't understand. I was a legacy, dude. Yeah. I was a legend, class of '99, dude. <laughs> me and Tua. I mean, two are really good friends. I have to remind him who I am every day because you know, he just. Well, here's the thing. You know, thinking about the head injury that Tua has, and the clearly the impactful hits that some of our players can have. The offensive line of the Dolphins is really, really weak right now because they had some injuries in this past game. Now, 
I can't protect Tua. Tua's not allowed to run because the Dolphins don't want to have him have another injury. If he gets speared by Milano, like White did, do you think that previous head injury is going to show its show its face again to the point where, you know... You mean like they pull him out or they... Well, no. Like, or they don't pull him out. Like, no. Like, since the O-line is so weak right now... Or do you think he's going to get another head injury? Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, when you're dealing with a... You're dealing with... Even with Von Miller out, the Bills, I'd say it's fair to say, they still have a dominant defensive line. Oh, yeah. They can still get pressure. They can still get sacks. Even the linebackers. And when you've got a weak offensive line, no matter who you're going against, I'd say it's a, it's a, it's a chance. We... The last time we played them, wasn't it like the last two or three times or two out of the last three times we've taken him out of games? He hasn't finished a game. I think so. I think it was, was it last year, too, that we, that we or was it the year before? I know there was another time that we took him out rather early. Yeah. Like it was the first series, maybe. <laughs> he doesn't have luck playing against us. No. Um, in fact, I think that game was the first time he beat us, wasn't it? But I don't know. He, um, I, I mean... You, uh, listen, you never you want to beat a team. You never want to hurt their players. Unless it's I, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he gets hurt. Like, what? That? uh, that's how I used to feel about Brady. Who we're gonna laugh about him later. Um, I don't want anybody to get hurt. Even Brady. I know I say whatever. I I still don't want to see anybody get hurt. But uh, even Brady's just like a cockroach at this point. Like he just won't go away. Just get he just just, just just go. Just leave. Just it's time to go. Go get your. $397.5 billion, whatever Fox is paying you next year, to uh, to, be an to be an announcer, which I don't understand because he has no personality. No, he doesn't. No, Tony Romo. I think Tony's got a good personality. I know people have been I like Tony. I think he does a great job at the games. I think he's a better announcer than a quarterback, but... True. And then Cole Beasley, we just signed Cole Beasley. Back. That's another thing I want to bring up, too. And John Brown. So we both have... We've got the band back together, baby. I was seeing it. I was like, I'm so... We got the band back together. As long as Beasley keeps his mouth shut, I'm happy. Listen, if the man goes <laughs> out there and catches touchdown passes, or if he goes out there and if he can be productive on first and second down, I don't care. Go out, talk about vaccines, talk about <laughs> politics, talk about whatever. As long as you're not distracting the locker room, and as long as you're catching first down passes, third down passes, whatever, do what you got to do, kid. Honestly, I think these two signings, the John Brown and the and the and the Cole Beasley one, are way better signings than the OBJ one. Agreed. Another like OBJ like, is not going to be ready this year. No, that he's and, he's not going to be ready. And I think I was I was on a group text with a buddy of mine or a big group of mine, and I think uh, I'm going to give a little shout out to Rich Cadella here. I think he said it right. It's just it was his uh, marketing stunt, publicity stunt to get his name out there to build hype. To either A, get a bigger contract this year, knowing that he's not going to play, or just to hype him up for next year's free agency. I don't think he's going to be ready. And the fact that he came out, and again, this is where I think he was dumb for saying this, to come out and say, I don't see the point in playing the last, the any games in the regular season and just be ready for the playoffs. Are you kidding me? I get it. You're a very good to great wide receiver. If you were going if you were going back to Cleveland to the Rams where you knew their playbook you knew the verbiage of their offense you knew everything okay but to say you're going to do that at Dallas at Buffalo wherever even now the Giants I mean the Giants he hasn't played for them in 
how many years? Different coach, too. Different coach, different verbiage, different quarterback. I think Beasley and Brown, Beasley in particular, is going to come in more seamlessly, and I could see him. I think he'll play for the Miami game, but if he came in just for the playoffs, I could see that being easier because he played with Allen for, what, three years? Yeah. He played with the organization. He knows his quarterback. His quarterback knows him. Allen was, or Beasley was Allen's security blanket. It was. I, I look at this as almost the equivalent of um, Gronk coming back and playing with Brady and signing with Tampa Bay when he did, what, midseason, week eight, week nine, ten, whenever he came back, mm-hmm. and they won the Super Bowl. Like, that's how I look at this. I look, Beasley is our Gronk coming back. Well, when did Beasley play for us last season, right? He played for us last season. Okay, so that's, like, the thing. Like, I was looking at it. And, like, clearly this past season we came in the hypes of, like, okay, Diggs is number one. Davis is going to be number two. Um, McKenzie is going to be our slot. Davis hasn't lived up to the hype. Nope. Diggs is – everybody knows that we're going to throw to Diggs. Knox is not even irrele- like irrelevant. I don't, I'm – that one baffles me. Yeah. I don't know if it's just that he's – not relevant he's not getting open or josh just for for whatever reason isn't looking his way or or for whatever reason he bobbles, dorsey he, doesn't know how to get his get him open he bobbles passes too like he's dropped plenty and then even even isaiah mckenzie has not been utilized in the slot so what do we do mckenzie drops a ton mckenzie yeah. he's good for jet sweeps that's about it yes and mckenzie <laughs> also seems like one of those players when he's on He's on. Like, right. when he's on, he'll have seven, eight catches, 100 and whatever yards, a couple touchdowns. But when he's off, he's dropping four, five, six passes a game. Oh, yeah. Like, he's either boom. He is almost the definition of boomer bust. You're either going to get a Pro Bowl digs day from him or you're going to get a, like, and that's a, that's a technical term. Right. I mean, that's why we signed Cole Beasley because, like, last season, the season before, you Josh would throw the ball, and it seems no matter where he'd throw it, Beasley would always have it, no matter what. Yeah. Like, and and I forgot who was telling me this or where I heard this from too, but if you look at it, a lot of times last year Beasley did his damage on first down, where a lot of times on first down it would be a four, five yard, six yard completion to Beasley over the middle or out wide or in the slot. So. You're looking at now second and five, second and four, as opposed to now where I think Buffalo, I think their latest stats, Buffalo's only averaging, especially the last couple games, they're averaging like two and a half, three yards on first down. So you're already (coughs) behind the sticks, Yeah, you know, especially whether, you know, you run your, you know, it's, I'm no rocket science. I'm only a phys ed teacher here, but converting second and four, second and five is a lot better than converting Second and seven, second and eight, yeah, second and ten. Well, then you also have like John Brown, who's a deep vertical threat. Man, I love the fact that they went to him deep on the. I, I don't know if it was the first play, but early on, and he had that. He. Well, that's why we signed him, though. Like he's able. They don't call him Smoke for no reason. We're able to. He's fast. Where? Who did he usually used to play for? Uh, he. I think he started his career with Baltimore, and then he went to Arizona. Or was it the other way around? Did he come from go from Arizona to Baltimore? I don't, I don't know. Look that up. I think he. I think he went from Baltimore. Then I think he signed. Oh no, maybe I no. He, I think he started because he played with Fitzger- Fitzgerald in in Arizona. I think. I think he played with Fitzgerald in Arizona, 
was drafted there. Then he signed a big contract in Baltimore. He was drafted by uh, Arizona. Yeah. And then he went to Baltimore. Didn't really live up to his contract, I don't think. Wasn't horrible, but didn't really live up to his contract. And then, uh, then he came to Buffalo, I believe. Cole Beasley retired? Yeah, he retired. Then he came back. Remember, he came back for the Bucks. I think, for one, maybe two games. And then he retired again. Um, After two games stint with the Buccaneers. Yeah. And then uh, he's coming back with the Bills. He retired at 33. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he said, you know, at that point, he said, you know, he wanted to step back and he needed to be a father and he needed to be home with his kids and this and that, which is respectable. But um, I always felt that we handled both of those kind of things, like especially the John Brown. We handled that really badly when we got rid of him and he didn't deserve it. Like we John Brown, I think more so. Yeah. I agree. Oh, yeah. Like we were just like, dude, like, see. Ya. <laughs> yeah, I think John Brown deserved better. I kind of think like with John Brown, you know how and Belichick was, quote unquote, famous. He knew when a player didn't have anything left, he'd cut him. He'd let him go to another team. I think we kind of f- felt that way with John Brown. Hey, he's getting older. Maybe he's lost a step or two. We don't need him. We've got Gabe Davis. We got Manuel Sanders. Got, basically, we just threw in Emmanuel Sanders. Who's older than he was. Yep. Um. So I did think that I, I didn't want to see him. I, I also think, too, it was a cap casualty. It was. Um, Beasley, I think, was more so with all that anti-vax stuff, with all that noise that he was making, this, that, and the other thing. I think at that point they were just like, okay, you know, you're right now you're you're not worth the drama, maybe right now. But nowadays you look at it and they're like, yeah. Cool, you're still talking about that vaccine stuff? Yeah. Have you done any date raping? No. All right, you're 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 on. You're on. <laughs> We've switched our gears now. We don't care about the vaccines just as long as you were back for as long right? as you're not like a punter, allegedly. I there's been no other coverage about that. I did. Uh, I did hear. Um, apparently, they the uh, prosecutor or the district attorney or whoever is in charge of that they decided not to do criminal. Charges. Kind. It, it seems like it's kind of like you know how they decided for the Deshaun Watson case not to press criminal charges, even though they should. Even though it almost sounded like, hey, listen, we know something went wrong. We know something was, but we can't prove it, or it's going to be too hard for us to prove it. Type of deal. So, it's again. So basically, what you're saying is somebody other than the Bills is going to pick up a punter. I still don't think so. I don't think this kid will play. He's a punter. He's a punter. He's not, he's not, he's a punter. He's not a Deshaun Watson that is also playing like crap now. And I love it. And I love the fact that I hope they don't win another game. But everybody's surprised about that. Whatever. He hasn't he's, played football in a year. Nope. And I, he's terrible. But nobody's going through all that drama for a punter. I mean, hey, and I get it. I mean, look at our guy, Matt Martin. He got what, seven punts? Six punts last game. I mean, and he pinned them back in the five, what, like two times, three times? He earned his money. He's been doing it not a lot this year, but when he's been punting, he's been super effective. But there's, you know, there's a difference. You'll take the drama from a quarterback or a wide receiver or a running back or a stud pass rusher or a stud linebacker. You're not taking the drama from a punter. Yeah, that's fair. You're not. He is not worth it. Just not worth it. No. <laughs> but um, I'm glad to see Beasley back. 
I'm glad to see Brown back. That's another thing with the fantasy. I drafted Knox. That was a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, Just not good at all. But, and again, who knows? Maybe with Beasley back, maybe. My thought is it's obviously going to take some pressure off of Diggs, but he's been fine all year. My thought, my hope is it takes some pressure off of Davis, even though he's still going to be that outside receiver. He's still going to be your quote-unquote number two, but the fact that teams are going to have to play Beasley and have to give their attention to Beasley, it's going to open Davis up a little bit more so that he can be the threat that he was last year. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think back to the Kansas City game where we, like, the playoff game where we, like, da- like Davis was open half the time. It's, like, because they they compensated so much for Dave- for Beasley and Diggs that Davis was able just to stand there open because the linebackers and the safeties push forward to cover the slot. Yep. And then, you know, Davis will just go down. Yeah, and I'm hoping that's what's going to happen is you're going to get that mismatch. And we have James Cook, who's, like, popping off now. Cook is, I'm telling you. Cook is cooking. I think, unfortunately, I don't think Singletary is going to be back next year. Really? This, I think this is his last year of his rookie deal, I believe. You don't think we're going to re-sign Motor? I think he's going to want too much money, and and rightfully so. He's not I, that good of a running No, guy. but I think there's going to be a team out there that's going to say, hey, listen, if we can, this guy might not be, you know, an every down back, but we're going to give him more than the Bills are going to want to give him. I don't think the Bills, I don't think the Bills want to invest big money in a running back. Poo-poo, poo-poo Singletary. I mean, look, look at this and think about this. How many teams, or how many players throughout the years did the Bills get from Carolina? Whether it was free agency or trades or whatever. They've got, I mean, even they traded Wait, from Carolina? From from Carolina Why because of McDermott's pass there, oh, or they've made right. deals. They've made this. They've made that. Yep. Wasn't Calvin Benjamin from Carolina? Calvin Benjamin was from Carolina. Was a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best commentary that I've ever fantastic. heard. I love that. <laughs> if they really wanted McCaffrey on this team, I think McDermott could have and Bean could have made that happen with their Carolina connections, and they would have pony. I don't think they wanted to spend, what's he getting, $9 million, $10 million, $11 million a year, his cap hit. They don't want to invest that much in a running back. And I don't blame him. I think they're going to, you know, when James Cook gets into his last year of his contract, or maybe the next to last, I think they're going to draft another running back in the second and third round. And kind of go right there. Now, if Cook turns in to be like like his brother, like a like a Delvin, okay, maybe we invest in this kid. I like James Cook. I like him. I like Singletary too. I you know if they give him three, four, maybe five mil a year, I'd be cool with that. You know, sign him for three, four years because I think he does, and I think him and Cook in the future could still be a great one-two punch. But we'll see. I unfortunately I, I don't think Singletary is going to be back. I think they're going to say he's going to test the free agent market, which he's smart if he does. Yeah. And um, I think he's going to find a team that's going to give him like maybe five, six, maybe even seven. And Buffalo's going to say, you know, great. We'd love to have you, but we're only willing to give you two and a half, three. Well, think about it. Like, what if if we get rid of Singletary and we keep, obviously, we're keeping Cook, like, who's going to be like our other? They'll draft another one. 
Or they'll or they'll resign Hines. They'll resign Hines. Hines, Hines from, is like we we got the guy, and he has not been like he's been great on punt returns though. That's it though. Like we're not having him play as a running back. No, but that's just it for next year. And he might be something like that. Like, hey, dude, we know we only got you for punt returns and kick returns and the occasional handoff here and there, but don't worry, your your role is going to expand next year. You're still very important to us. Yeah. But um, I hope they bring Singletary back. I really do. I like him. I think he's an un- I think he's an underrated player. And I wouldn't be surprised if he, like last year, if he gets hot towards the end of this year and into the playoffs. Yeah, like we're definitely developing into a more run heavy defense uh, offense. Yep. Which I'm appreciating, and it's not just Josh running. Yes. Even though, dude, Josh got up there on that one game. Like he got hit up. More well, he I mm. first of all, I don't know. It, it was almost like he levitated towards the first down because yep. if you look at it, even it looked like he was going to be short, even when he went up, it looked like he was going to land about you know a half a yard short. But somehow it was almost like it was like choof, like he skipped into the air yep. and just you know made the first down, even with Dawson. Yeah, when Dawson, he on his like, touchdown, when he, he was like. Went over, he's going to be short. Oh, no, let me turn you at the last second. Yeah, both of those, first off, like, if I was in that position and I'd hit the ground, I wouldn't be, like, popular. I'd be like, oh, yeah. (laughs) If it was me, everybody on the side, I'd be, coach, coach, we didn't bring out the, like, just go, don't even go to the trainers. Ambulance, ambulance. I think he pooped himself. (laughs) Oh, it's like it's like um oh uh what is his what is his name old guy he was in longest yard, Bert something oh uh, Bert Reynolds Bert Reynolds, but like in the Bert Reynolds scene in the longest yard with Adam Sandler he gets hit and like everybody comes over he's like you dead, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like laying there. yeah like nah man speaking yeah that would hurt you so bad. Listen, I was doing uh every Friday we do yoga friday and then afterwards we'll do like one or two songs on just dance whatever oh um so i decided to do the yoga workouts and stuff with the kids i'm not gonna lie first of all even when i was in shape even when i was like playing you know high school soccer you know adult league soccer whatever when i was in shape i hated stretching i was definitely not flexible at all i'm doing some of these poses like First of all, I couldn't do half of those poses. I'm trying to do that, and I'm like, oof. Like, and the girls are like, and the girls and guys are like looking at me and like laughing. By the end of the video, I don't. I think there was probably at least five or six of the kids that were just couldn't do it anymore because they're laughing at like just how like. And I'm like in a pose, and they're like, Coach, why is your face red? Like, are you gonna die? Like, are you gonna pass out? Like, no, shut up. <laughs> it's just. Mister Monahan died. <laughs> Dude, it sucks getting old. Does it? It hurts. For me, like, once I hit, like, 36, 37, that's when I notice the, like, you bend down, like, like, you're just getting off the couch. Like, it just, it just, Well, I'm, like I've said countless times, I'm prone to injuries, so, certain injuries, so it's not like I know, like, I don't think I've, were you aware that I have a grade three sprained ankle? No. Right now? Right now, what'd you do now? Okay. The day before that big storm that we had. Yeah. Okay. I was at work. I was, and here's the thing with, because I coach gymnastics and speaking of you doing stuff with your students, I 
if I'm asking students to do certain things that they seem are like crazy that I physically can do, then I'll oh, show course. them you that do I it can do them. it. So we were doing dive rolls. I'm doing it with my high school girls, and I had like three panel mats and a tall mailbox. So it's like it looks like a mailbox, but it's a really tall mat, and I put it vertical so it's standing up. Plus, so it was taller than me. In shoes, I'm six foot, taller than me. And I showed them the. I explained because now I'm a phys ed teacher. I explained the purposes of like the difference between strength and power in your legs. And I was like, this is an example of power with your legs. The small, the shorter you get down and you jump up, that's explosive power to get you over something. So I do it. And I'm like, awesome. Like, I was, like, really stoked. Walked the girls into the locker room and, you know, dismissed them. I come back out, and there's, like, a little, no, no, no taller than that um, thing. Then I was like, oh, I'm just going to jump it. As soon as I go to jump it. For, for, for the people in the radio, when he says no taller than that thing, that thing's probably what, like, Foot and a half, two feet. <laughs> yeah. So I, as I just clarified, as I explained, I jumped, I cleared, cleared. I didn't knock it. I cleared over six feet. I tried to jump something about one and a half feet, and as, as soon as I go to take off, my ankle goes straight under oh. me, and I go, I go down, hit the wall, and like fly over the mat. And people are like, people watched and like they're laughing and stuff. I'm on the ground, and I was like, I. Can't walk. I can't get up. Like I can't walk. But I was like, but I'm not. And I had to go get my water bottle, which is on the other side of a warehouse gym. <laughs> so I walk all the way, grab it, had to sit for a second and fight back the tears. And then I had to climb upstairs, like clock out, and I start driving home in a whiteout. So I'm driving home and it's my driving foot. So I'm like, Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> so I'm rotating my foot back and forth, like in pain. And worrying that I'm going to die. As soon as I get home, I, I I instantly grab my crutches and I crawl. I start crawling. And my mom's like, how was work? And I said, I hurt myself bad. And I I tell you, my ankle was out to here. Oh, so you had cankles at that point. I had a cankle bruised up to here. My bruising just went away. <sighs> bruised all the way up to here. I couldn't walk. So I, cr- I used crutches. Wake up the next morning, snowblower doesn't work. So I shoveled <laughs> my entire driveway with a grade three ankle. I'll say at that point it was like shoveling and icing it at the same time. Oh, it was so bad. Like, and you know, I was talking to my dad, and my dad's like talking to me. He's like, Yeah, if you were a Bills player, like they'd have you be doing all this stuff. But you know, you're watching the football game on TV and you're like, Oh, he has a sprained ankle, and you're like, Ah, he can play next week. It's like, dude, I still like I I did full body squats for the first time today. I still can't bend my ankle the entire like. Oh yeah, it has no range of motion. It hurts so bad. And that's the one thing too, where ankle injuries, if you don't take care of them properly, like they're ne- they're gonna heal, but they're never gonna heal. Like you can very quickly like start losing flexibility in it, mm-hmm. losing range of motion in it. Like it can be one of those things. In fact, one of my former players. And she hurt her, her, uh, Marta, she hurt her, geez, this was probably back in 2010, 9, 10, um, where she had a bad ankle injury her senior year of soccer. And you know how you, you see your players or bump into them from time to time throughout. She's still, like, I think I bumped into her, I don't know, uh, two years ago maybe, just at the supermarket or something. We were talking, she, her ankle still bothers her to this day. I mean, it's one of those things. And she runs on it, She extra, but she'll still be like, 
you know, coach, I still have to ice it. I still have to, you know, do the strength. And she did the rehab on it and everything. It's those ankles never heal. It's the same ankle I injured two years ago. Yeah. Previously. So it's like, oh, and, you know, it happens. And I have I'm not the best person to, like, take things easy um, because I was at the Sabres game with my buddy, Zach. And he was like, hey, man, do you want to play in a rec hockey league this coming winter? I, sure. I was like, he was like, have you ever skated before? I'm like, no. And then it didn't realize in my head that, like, skating requires you to, like, really use your, like, ankle you motility. And it's just like <laughs> and then I was, like, doing full body weight squats today. And I was just like, I can't squat on it let alone push my entire body weight on ice in skates that have very little stability i was like i have to use my ankles for my career yeah probably (laughs) not the best idea it's still swollen if you look at it yeah you can see yeah you can can see it's pretty gnarly i wear my air cast when i have to like i hate those things i do too but it helps with keeping it stable oh for sure and especially now, because it's all torn, like, it gives so easily. Oh, yeah. So, like... <laughs> even, I mean, even getting a small, like, little ankle brace, you know, might not... I mean, once you... It, it's not as big as and bulky as the air cast, but... True. <sighs> I know, right, dude? Life is weird. Dude, it just... It stinks getting older. All right. We're going to do our... We're going to get into our hot seat questions. You ready? <coughs> yeah. And one of the hot seat questions, and this might take a little bit of time, but hot seat question number one, where do you see? We'll do number one. Where do you see the AFC playoff pitcher, division winners, and wild card? Who do you see winning the division? I've got the standings up if you need them, if you need help. But who do you got winning the AFC East, AFC North, AFC Southwest, and then your three wild cards. Okay, so AFC East, the Bills. AFC West. So West, you got the uh, Chiefs, 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 Chargers, Vikings, Broncos. AFC West, the Chiefs. AFC South. You got Tennessee, probably. Jacksonville, Indy, Houston. kind of want to say Jacksonville. I could see Jacksonville pulling it out. You think? They're they're two games back right now. Uh, Tennessee, is, Tennessee is washed up. Um, and then AFC North, uh, I could see, uh, probably, probably, I, I, w- I was going to say Baltimore, but Baltimore is like on the tail end of it. And I mean, they, they've got Lamar Jackson still out and yeah. I don't know if Huntley's coming back. Right. Um, I'm not sure how long Jackson's out for. I don't feel like Jackson's going to play for the rest of the season. Yeah. And unfortunately that's kind of been his, you know, last two years, he really hasn't been able to stay healthy. So who are you picking there? They're both nine and four at this point. Baltimore did beat Cincinnati early in the year. Nah, I can see Cincinnati taking it. Okay. Um, your wild card teams. Wild cards. Well, okay. If Tennessee continues, if Tennessee ends up winning the division, I can see Jacksonville being a wild card. I could. Okay. I could. Um, clearly, obviously, if 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 Baltimore doesn't take it and Cincinnati does. And Cincinnati and Baltimore will be a wild card or vice versa. Okay. One of those two are definitely going to be there. And then probably the Dolphins, even though I was going to say, even though isn't New England now in the wild card and the Jets are in the hunt? New England jumped the Jets. Yes. So they're well, the Jets, the Jets are even lower. The Jets are because when the Chargers won, they jumped the Jets. Okay. And then when New England won last night, 
they jumped right. So they're the in seventh now. The Patriots are. Patriots are in seventh. So I'll, I'll say the Patriots maintain it. Okay. You think they're going to get in, even though they have the Bills the last week? No, we really had their number recently. Oh, we'll beat them the last week, especially if the if the first seed is still on the line. Right. Uh so I guess I'll say the Dolphins because I know the Dolph the Dolphins are for sure one to get in. The Dolphins are going to be the. Sorry. Okay. Um. Right now in the playoffs, the standings. Um. It's Buffalo, Kansas City, Baltimore, Denver are your division winners. Denver. Or not Denver. Sorry, Tennessee. So Buffalo, <laughs> Kansas City. I was like, Denver's nowhere near no. me. In fact, they're mathematically eliminated. They are eliminated. Um. So Buffalo, Kansas City, Baltimore, Tennessee are your division winners. Then Cincy, Miami, and uh, New England as your um, wild cards. Not bad. L.A. and the Jets are your other seven and six teams tied with New England. And then you've got Jacksonville, Vegas, Cleveland, Pittsburgh at five and eight, Indy four, eight and one. I guess technically still alive. Denver and Houston are eliminated. Um. I'm going with the Bills, and I think they're getting the number one seed. I think they're going to win out. Um, that bills Bengals game is going to be huge, but I think it's going to be the Bills are going to win out. I think the Bills go to um, – they'll finish 14-3. and three, So they are your number one seed, obviously, AFC's winners. I think Kansas City is going to be the number two seed. Um, I see them winning out. I see the only chance that they lose and give Buffalo a cushion is maybe they lose against Seattle. I think in two weeks, but I see them finishing fourteen and three. Buffalo having the tiebreaker on them. They're your number two seed. I agree with you. I think Cincinnati is going to catch Baltimore. If Jackson was healthy, I think I think it'd be different. I think Baltimore would would beat Cincinnati again. I think they play them the last week of the season. Not sure when that game is, but I I see Cincinnati taking Baltimore and being the number three seed. I still see Tennessee being the number four seed. Um, Jacksonville's playing much better. I think for them it's going to be too little too late. I don't think they're going to have enough time in the season to catch them. There are, there are two games back with two to go. I, or sorry, with four to go. I just don't, I don't see them having enough time. Um, wild card, I see even without Jackson, I can see Baltimore getting at least one or two more wins that should be enough for a wild card spot. So I see them as the fifth seed. I Miami's going to lose next week. I still... You're so confident. I'm confident. I still think Miami has enough to get the sixth seed. And I'm going to say the Chargers. Um, it, as much as they, throughout the year, tend to mess things up in big situations a la last year, I think at seven and six, they have enough to hold the Jets and the Patriots off and take the um, the seventh seed. So those are my pick. Um, right. Question number two, NFC. Who do you got? Uh, hmm. um, I'll I'll go first in this one. I'm gonna say obviously Philly. Philly, the number one seed. Um, I know they've got another game. I think against Dallas. I think Philly's just good. I think they're ultimately going to be the uh, Philly, NFC yeah. for Super Bowl. Philly's locked that up. I think, um, in fact, have they locked up the number one seed? They've no. clinched a playoff berth. No, because Minnesota's close. Yeah, they've clinched a playoff berth. They've currently got 
a two-game lead over Dallas in the division plus tiebreakers, and they've got a two-game lead over the Vikings. I think da- Philly's the number one yeah. seed. Vikings is going to be second. Hmm. Ye- you know what? I think the Niners are going to be the second seed. I'm picking the Niners for the second seed. They're currently a game back of, of the Vikings. I just don't think the Vikings are that good of a team. I know they beat Buffalo. They needed everything to happen perfectly to beat well, Buffalo. Vikings are, Vikings are a comeback team. They've, they've won in all comebacks, basically. Yes, but I think they're just but they got, I, they're running out of gas. Are they? And even if they are the number two seed, they're going to be a one-and-done team. I, I think San Francisco is going to be the number two seed coming out of the West. Okay. The Vikings are going to be the number three seed. <laughs> the Vikings. Um, do you think Seattle? Do you think Seattle can pull? That's that's wild card talk. Never mind. Um, in the NFC South, Lord help me. I hope Carolina wins the South. My heart wants Carolina to win the South. My both, my brothers lives down in Carolina too. But whatever. That's not the reason. I want them because I don't want to see Brady in the playoffs. <sighs> My heart says I want Carolina. If 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 I had to put money on it, it'll probably be Brady. Just Brady because he's like a cockroach that just won't go away. So I'll give Tampa Bay the number four seed. Um, Dallas will be the five seed. Yep. So now I'm gonna say the Lions, the sixth seed, and Seattle, the seventh seed. Seattle's definitely gonna be in the in the or um in the wild card. Yeah, dude, Detroit. Detroit. I said it here first in, I just, in the summer. I, I, and as much as I want to see the Giants with Dable get in, I just don't see the Giants or the Redskins just. No, not the Redskins. <laughs> okay. The I, Commanders. Commanders. Sorry, the Commanders. I thought you hated the Redskins or the Commanders for a second. The, <laughs> the team previously known as the Redskins. That's right. The de- also the previously Deadsk- known as the. Uh, Washington, football, Washington team. football team. No, the Deadskins. I actually like the name Washington football team better than the Commanders. But and then what the the Indians are now the the Guardians. The Guardians. Um, I just don't see Washington or the Giants having enough. And Detroit is just playing some great football. They are, even though Jared Goff is a terrible quarterback. But he's playing hot at the right time. <clears throat> he's he's doing something. He's playing something at the right time. So those are my NFC picks. What about yours? Pretty much the same? Or? Yeah, I, I I agree with you. The NFC is so not competitive no. as as the as the AFC is. It's just not as competitive. Like, but notice, did you say Green Bay? I did not say. I was going to say notice that you didn't say Green Bay at all because Green Bay is playing poop. And Green Bay, I mean, they're five and eight. If they I mean, right now you're. Isn't it crazy that a team with a record of five and eight is like, ah, it could be. <laughs> Look at Tampa Bay; they're six and seven, and they're a division leader. You had, f- yeah, you have five and eight in the AFC. You're, you're like, you're done. Yeah, you're done. Pretty get much, out. get out. You, no team, I don't think, is gonna is gonna make it in the playoffs in the AFC with a five hundred record. Nope. And quick trivia question: There are currently three teams that are eliminated from the playoffs in the NFL. Do you know can you name those three teams? Uh uh the Broncos? Yes. The Texans. No, uh, yeah, the Texans. Yes. And um Oh crap, I know this one. Oh, is it is it the Steelers? 
It is not. Dang it. The Bears. Oh, it's the Bears. The Bears at 3 and 10 are eliminated. Okay. Those are the only teams right now that are mathematically eliminated. Were we all surprised, though, that the Texans did not make it? No. <laughs> no. They were in some games, though. I mean, heck, they almost beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys had to have a 98-yard drive to beat them last week. But the Texans had some – they could have if the, if the, if the things bounced the other way, they could have maybe had four wins this year. They maybe could be, could be four and eight right now. I don't think much more. Again, don't get me wrong. They're not making the playoffs. Although, if they did get to four and eight, that would only put them three, point, three games back of the division. That's true. But that's true. No. All right. Question number three. I had I had a really good question and I forgot it. No, hold on. I I think I got it. I was thinking about this today when I was in the car dealership. In a new car. Oh, that that's it. <laughs> I basically set it up. So would you rather do you prefer or would you rather go to a car dealership to get service done for your car or like a, a shop that you know? A shop. 100%. Okay. The okay. only the only reason I'm taking my car to a dealer now is because it's we got the the 2022 um Tucson and you we were under we get five I think it's five free oil changes so I'm taking them for the five free oil changes but after that nope yeah. it's no yeah, I mean especially if you have a mechanic that you can trust yeah and that you know not only does great work isn't going to try to like, you know, screw you with the price and like really, you know, rake you under the coals. A trusted mechanic all day long. Okay, me too. Because it's like I hate car dealerships. Yes, I hate them. I hate. Hate's a strong word. I dislike the people who work there. I think they're all rats and snakes. Plus, like it's just so. I just don't like the feeling it gives me from like I don't like people who work there. <laughs> One of my best friends works there, and I I I just hate. I I like sitting there. I sat there for two hours today, <laughs> and they're like, "Do you want your tires aligned?" No. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? It's only an extra twenty five bucks, but today we'll give it to you for twenty four ninety nine. We're like, they're like, so the total was like two oh one. And they're like, if you want your tires aligned, it's another one one twenty five. I'm like, no, one twenty five. Yeah, they were gonna charge you one hundred and twenty five dollars to align your tires. Yeah, dude. I know. I thought it was so stupid. At Monroe, that comes free with an oil change. Yeah, like you get an oil change and they do a tire rotation and alignment for free. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I go to my uncle. Dude, I hate car dealerships. I hate it. Or they're like. <laughs> or like you know they take you, you to like they're like you go in for like an oil change and you're sitting there and they come back and they're like they're they look at you and you're like oh are we all set well like actually we found something that yeah. we want to talk to you about actually i mean i know you came in for you know like routine maintenance but when we were doing that we found out that you know you need a new air filter yeah. and you need a new air purifier and you need a new you know your your <laughs> Your Johnson valve is, you know, loose. Your and you fender need... came off. 
Yeah, your 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 car basically just rotted from the inside out the second it got. Into I the saw ocean. you pull it off when we were walking in here. No, no, we could pull it. You're not supposed to be able to pull it off. Why are you trying to pull it off? Well, the problem is the fenders are supposed to come off then on. Yeah. Yours just comes off, and we can't get it on. So I can't. Pass, we got to get a new. One. I can't pass you for inspection. I'm not getting an inspection today. I just needed an oil change. Oh, well, I'm gonna let you know we can't pass you for inspection. I'm. It's not expired yet. Can't pass me for inspection. I just bought the car <laughs> last week, brand new from you guys. So do you want us to fix this, or do you want us to put this up with duct tape right now? Put it up with duct tape. Like I'll take care of it. <laughs> Okay, that's going to cost you about 50 bucks. What kind of duct tape are you using? And now, 50 bucks, I'm sorry, 50 bucks per strip. And it's gonna, we're going to need about, you know, seven or eight strips of duct tape. Oh, my gosh. Quick, quick digression. My, my muffler came off when I was driving once, and it was the funniest thing. I was going from my friend Chris's house to another person's house, and it's, just like, it's right down the road. And in between their houses is a, is a traffic light. I get to the traffic light perfectly fine. Stops. Boom. I heard nothing. Green lit. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? And like, I took it to the mechanic the next day. They're like, oh, dude, it just like, just came off. <laughs> now, when you, did you ride it the whole way home? Yep. Now, two that, o'clock in the morning. That happened to me when I was coming home from Baltimore. Uh, when I, I had a teaching job in Baltimore and I was coming home um, just for a visit and uh, it fell down. So I had a bungee cord. Or a couple bungee cords in the back. So I literally went in the back, jerry-rigged it where I put the bungee cords, like two or three of them, under there and rode with the muffler being held up by like <laughs> three bungee cords. And it was anytime I hit a bump, you would hear the... Yeah. It's like- but it kept it, from, it kept it from grinding the whole... And it's not like I was like 10 miles away from home. This happened, I don't know, maybe like... Baltimore, Baltimore. Forty-five minutes into my trip home. I was gonna say that's like three hundred miles. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think it was. It was either seven or six, seven, eight miles, something or eight-hour drive. Yeah. And this happened like probably forty-five minutes to an hour into the trip. That's hilarious. So it's like the plane strange and automobile scene where it's like, do you think this car is safe to drive? You know what, officer? I do. I can't see the I, I, the speedometer's melted, but the radio still works fine. So yes, I still think this car is safe to drive. Yeah, it's uh man, I remember those days of having to hold together a car with like string tape, glue, whatever you could find. Gum, gum. Oh, the good old days. My sister's brakes went out, and she put her foot through the Ooh. through it. Yeah, I haven't had a car that bad. Usually the brakes <laughs> are good. Yeah. All right, question four. Let's see. Question four. Oh, um, um, legend of the game that you like to go see come back to the Bills Stadium. So you like you know how they do like legend of the legend of the game? The guy like that leads the charge. Or like who says like where else would you rather be? Than oh. Yeah, yeah. So like one time it was like TO or like Jim Kelly, like one that you would like to see. Um I feel like they had him lead the charge once. Did Bruce Smith lead the charge? That's, I, I mean... You'd like to see him again, though? That, uh, absolutely. That's my all-time. Although I feel like I love the Tasker promos. Like, oh, even... Was it was it last year or two years ago when he came out with the cigar in the cold weather and did the speech or that whatever? Was, that was when we were, like, making a deep run into the playoffs. Um, Dude, he just... He he rocks it on those. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with Bruce Smith again, though. I just... Again, he just... All-time great. Like, all-time great. Like, listen... And 
have you seen him recently? Like he looks like he looks like he could still get out there and take Von Miller's place and like do damage. Like he still looks jacked. Steve Tasker? No, Bruce Smith. Oh, Bruce Smith. Yeah, yeah. Tasker's not taking Von Miller's place. I was place. like, I was like, Steve Tasker did, was a special team <laughs> player. No, Bruce Smith. Oh yeah. Still looks jacked. Like he looks like he could go out and like he's scary. He looks like he could still go out and at least get five sacks a season. Okay. Like, just look. And he's got to be, he's got to be 50. Yeah. 55, mid 50s. But, dude, just all time great. How about you? Marshawn Lynch. That would be, that would be funny. That'd be fun. That would be, that would be good. That'd be cool, right? That'd be fun. Just like when they had T.O. do it. During like the 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 snow not the snowball but like the the one where we played the Patriots on Monday Night Football he did that one he said he can still come and help any team nobody's like, signing like Terrell he said Owens. he said he would still like to come help any team he's got to be mid forties at this point could you imagine signing a forty year old receiver out of retirement to play for your team no why no the game has changed so much since the time he was retired agreed. All right, question five. Let's wrap things up here. Question five. All right, favorite holiday beverage. We've got Christmas coming up. Um, favorite holiday beverage. Non-alcoholic, my favorite holiday beverage has to be Sprite with, like, cranberry juice in it. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. In Al- fact, I just made that the other day. Sprite cranberry juice, and I had some... Um, Four Sprite cranberry. Those maraschino cherries. Yep. I threw a little of the juice and and like one or two in there. Yep. It's a good. Uh, I guess what would you call that? Like a Shirley Temple cocktail, like a yeah. non-alcoholic cocktail. Yeah. So non-alcoholic one would be that. Alcoholic one would probably be a gin and tonic. Okay. Solid. Um, my my favorite is eggnog. I like I I love a nice glass We're of eggnog. About adult eggnog or no 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 like just straight up eggnog. Like nothing added. Although, in fact, with the maraschino cherries, I don't know why I've been getting. I bought some of those. Been getting. I I I put some of the syrup in there, mixed it up through like one or two cherries, and it still like tasted great. It was like a cherry eggnog, fantastic. But I love eggnog. I love it every year. Um, I don't think I've had eggnog. Are you kidding me? I don't think I've ever dude. Had. I'm bringing an eggnog next week. I I straight up. I don't think I've ever had. I'm it. bringing an eggnog next week. We're having eggnog. Um. And then alcoholic or adult beverage, Armorado and Coke. I don't know if it's a holiday beverage, but I love an Armorado and Coke. Okay. It it tastes again. It almost tastes like a cherry Coke. True. Like it it really it it's fantastic. That's fair. Um, dude, you really never had eggnog. No, I've never had eggnog. I'm before. bringing an eggnog next week. Speaking of next week, um, Lindsay O'Brien I- is going to come back on the podcast. Um, I don't know if you were here when she was here, a former thrower of mine. She's throwing now at St. John Fisher. Um, she's coming back. She, uh, in fact, she just sent me a text. She is currently, uh, in fact, let me let me get the exact standings of her right now. I'm going to make, uh, uh, she is second in her league, ranked for shot put um, with 11.15 meters. She is, so... Doing big things, throwing up at her senior year at St. John Fisher. Um, so she'll be on the podcast with us next she's week. A senior? She's a senior at oh, St. John okay. Fisher. I she just started there. Nope. Senior at St. John Fisher. So finishing up her collegiate career. 
So we'll talk about that little life after college, if she still plans on throwing. Um, she was fantastic to coach um, at East and is doing big things at Fisher like I knew she would. So she'll be on the podcast next week. Um, make sure, as always, you check out our Instagram uh, Facebook pages at Stories from the Sidelines. Also, and Matt, we got to get on this. Uh, we got to get some videos on our YouTube page. Like, just coaching videos. Again, if anybody, and I'm going to, I know I've been saying this, but I've got to post one on. Matt, you've got to post one on, whether it's a favorite coaching story, a favorite playing story. Don't have to be that long. In fact, under anything under two minutes, three minutes is perfect. Um, share your stories, and we'll upload them on our page. Want to get that YouTube page started or get going. Right now, we've got the match videos on there, but want to get some more content. So we're always looking for more um, content for our video, our Facebook, or our, sorry, YouTube page. And as always, if anybody wants to advertise, send uh, us a direct message on our Facebook at Stories from the Sidelines. Hopefully next week, again, with Lindsey O'Brien, come on. We'll be talking about a Buffalo victory over the Dolphins you're and so, how they're you're so confident, 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 and how there are three wins away from getting the number one seed and that much closer to a Super Bowl. Not only that, I am predicting not only does Cole Beasley play against the Dolphins, but he gets a touchdown against the Dolphins. Book it, <sighs> book it, book it. All right, um, from uh, let me try that again. <laughs> As always, from the broadcast studio here the, in Western from the, from the broadcast precinct, on behalf of Matt Keogh, I am Coach Larry. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, tune in next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. And go, Bills.